You're listening to the Nth Cast episode. What the fuck episode is this? 18. 18. I'm Josh. I'm JD. And we're. Uh, we're still an anti hero week. We are. And I think I'm definitely buzzing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm going to be okay. It's been a great night. That's <laughs> what you're saying. Yes. And this is TV anti heroes. Ah, oh, great. Oh, I love TV. I love TV too. It's, I love to read, but TV's where it's at. Every you know, every now and then you want to come home and just sit on your ass and do something mindless, and that's what I feel like TV is for. That's the purpose it, it serves. Sometimes it is, and we can talk. There's so many popular examples of. Are there? Oh my gosh, TV. I'm sure everybody when they heard about antiheroes was like, "Oh, Dexter or Tony Soprano." Uh yeah, and, yeah. There's a picture or, that right there. Walter White. From Breaking Bad, Heisenberg, yeah, which are all great examples of antiheroes. But I mean, I, I guess if you want to be like everybody else, right. and I, I'm sure everybody has seen those and knows all about those, and they don't want to hear us talk about them. Speaking of not being like everyone else, how come people don't think of Spike and Angel from Buffy? I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't know about Buffy, and but who who doesn't know about Buffy? I don't, well, losers. Losers, you know. Actually, you watched Twenty Four. How is Jack Bauer not an anti? He is absolutely an antihero. He's a. I mean, even there's one season where he's addicted to heroin. You know, good for him. Being he went so deep into character and undercover that he got addicted to heroin. That's ridiculous. But yeah, definitely an antihero for him for sure. All right, Uh, we just jumped right in. We did. We did jump right in. I. So Hank Moody from Californication. Oh yeah, that absolutely. dude is nothing but an anti-hero. He's I mean, my hero. Even watching the first episode where where the girl's like defile me, he's like sweet. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, we're gonna That's set the, my hero. We're gonna set the tone for this for this series. And then uh, Duchovny decided he was gonna write a novel. Uh, I think it came out recently. It's called Moo. It's written from a cow's perspective. Right. He's like, so I got it from the library, and I was like, oh, well, I, I like David Duchovny. I think he's cool. a piece of work. He just seems like he's one of those guys you want to sit down and just have a beer with, you know? But so, you may leave not being okay. Probably after, not. After having to be with that not. guy. But I think he took his character too seriously from Californication. Absolutely. And maybe he thought he was a writer. I didn't even get past the first paragraph. Is it that bad? It was awful. Like, ooh. Well, how are you going to write a book from the perspective of a cow, though? Well... <laughs> I don't understand. I, he didn't. Okay. Well, that, that's the thing. He failed. He, he tried and he failed. Epic fail. Okay. But California. But I like. I like seeing. pretty much everything else he does. Absolutely. X-Files. I think. I. I. I think he's. I think he's cool. Okay. Uh. But yeah, there's so many examples of antiheroes. Absolutely. On the idiot box, it's not even funny. Let's. Before we do, okay, so just so everyone knows, we'll do the kind of the same thing we did yesterday on uh, Literature Day, right? And we'll kind of run down or run through, uh, we'll toss out some names of of characters. We're not necessarily going to go in depth, but just kind of set the tone, right? Kind of throw those examples out there, things that we appreciate, but not necessarily things that we want to kind of talk about. Sure. Um, is there any other ones that you can think of before I start rattling some off? I mean, no, those are the big ones. Walter White and Tony about, Soprano. Okay. How about Kenny Powers on Eastbound and Down? Okay, sure. Absolutely. That, 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 that guy. <laughs> Speaking of being my hero. <laughs> yeah. uh, Firefly. Uh, Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah. Nathan no, Fillion's character. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. 
Um, I think a lot of the. Are you going to go through my list again? Is that what's happening here? Oh, was he on your list? He's totally on my list. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Maybe we should talk before. We you. should probably talk that's before. Okay. Um, but okay, well, we'll go into that. That's okay. fine. Because okay. honestly, I, I'm going to tell it myself. I haven't watched all the episodes. Really? I've watched Serenity. And that's watched, shocking to me. Why it not? I, it's only one season. I understand that. No. I understand that, but I, I, I do have a life. But a that, job, but your life would be so enriched by having Malcolm Reynolds in it, and and Steph loves Nathan Fillion. Oh, Castle! Oh, she loves Castle. Which yeah. you know, actually, Castle is a great series. Sure, and is there's so many opportunities they take to to nod at the geek slash nerd community. Right, it, it's awesome. It's a great show as well. But Malcolm Reynolds. As an anti-hero. <laughs> Are you just going to jump in? Yeah, we said we were going to talk about Fuck it. Fuck it, let's go. Right. We'll do it live. Yeah, we'll do it I'll live. write the thing myself. Right. <laughs> I'll write it. The fucking thing sucks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, Malcolm Reynolds, Mal, as he's affectionately known to the people who Are you a brown coat? It. Oh, absolutely. All right. I was, uh, I'm really sad that they canceled that series, and I've read all the comics. So last year on April Fool's Day... They on Netflix. They had you know how when um, there's new episodes available yeah. for a show, they put that little tag, yeah. that little new label episodes. on there. Those assholes at Netflix put that tag. That's really on shitty. Firefly. That's really new shitty. episodes available. That's not really happy. Shitty. And I think he even fit- though I haven't watched the whole right. thing, but I think he totally fits the anti-hero definition that we've talked about sure. because he he's a smuggler he does illegal things but the people that he cares about and his crew he is more than willing to sacrifice himself so that they'll be safe and he's more than willing to be the guy that does i mean he loves them so much that his motivation is to protect them and see them have a happier and fuller life and does things sometimes that he doesn't really want to do and sacrifices some of his own desires so that they can have what they want. But for his crew. Absolutely. Not anybody else. No. The rest of the world be damned. Right. He doesn't No, Doing good for other people and doing the right thing in other situations is not really what motivates him. But the people, his family and the people on his ship are what he loves and what he cares about. I know some people like that in real life. Absolutely. Now, I try not to be that way, but I can see how it's easy to do that because you you know and love and care about those that are closest to you, especially those that you've been entrusted, I suppose, with to, protecting. To, to protecting. So I can certainly see that. Yeah. And again, going with the ends justify the means, you know, I'm trying to afford the best for my family, the best for. I hope I don't have to edit that out. Uh, don't edit that out if you can hear that. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you're welcome. That uh, jalapeno popper's catching up to yeah, you. Yeah, a little bit. Wow. Well, yeah, it's your fault. It's turning the fan on. Oh, no. What's it's going a- on? <laughs> What's- Open the door. Speaking- Open a- Crack a window. We need air scrubbers in here. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not Apollo 13. Um, no, I broke my concentration. Is what All right, well, keep going down your list of popular examples. Okay. Uh, I think you already mentioned Tony Soprano. Yeah. You mentioned Dexter. Um. I, although I don't think he's a hero in any sense of the word, but he, people interpret him that, as that. that. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. that That's not a great example. Of no, that's a hero. terrible example. He's just a murderer is yeah. what he is. And he just wants to murder people, so he tries to justify 
what he's doing, but he's it's not heroic what he does. No, not at all. No. Um, probably anyone on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, I've got one on my <laughs> list too. Oh, is that on your list? Yeah, okay. totally. Uh, you know, I was just trying to bring anything, anything that was any any of the main protagonists on any of the daytime. Uh, I guess soap operas would probably be anti. Are we talking about M- Young and the Restless? Them. Most of them, like Victor Newman and uh, Nick Newman. Yeah, from I mean, the Young you, and the Restless. If you think about it, think about how yeah. those stories are told and those characters—they're all. Those are all horrible people yeah. doing horrible things to each other, under the guise of doing what's right for me and mine. Yeah, and and these wars that they have between the families, the Abbots versus the Newmans. I mean, yeah. that's serious, right there. Um, Daryl Dixon, yes, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, great example. Don Draper from Mad Men, of course. I mean, these are all. Hey, I might even throw out there Basil Faulty from oh. Faulty Towers. Oh my god! I mean, we're gonna. I don't think that's a stretch. No, that's not a stretch it's not at a all. Stretch at all. If you haven't watched Faulty Towers, you should. That's a. That's, yeah, I love John Cleese. Sure. Uh, what else? Uh well you know we could uh we could say Sherlock because technically that is uh the Cumberbatch um, right. and Martin Freeman it is technically it's a television show even though each episode is like you know a movie Yeah, length. it's an hour and a half. That's why they only have 3 episodes. <laughs> it is on television. But even in the series he's Sherlock says, I'm not a hero. I'm a high-functioning sociopath. And his motivation <laughs> is not to help people. His motivation is to solve the problem. That's and, right. And to f- solve the puzzle, basically. This is, a, this is what I have to do. I, I, I care don't very care little this, about you. I don't care if this helps you or not. Right, I just need to satisfy yeah, this urge. My need to be right. Okay. Um, I think that's enough examples. Yeah, if there's anyone else you really want to throw, the out. only other one I guess I really kind of throw out there is George Costanza from Seinfeld. Oh God, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we were talking what, about him earlier today. What a douchebag! In a different context, but we, we were, we were. Uh, so yeah, I think that I think that's a pretty well-rounded list. Sure, old versus new. Mm-hmm. Some good examples of because uh, television isn't really that old. It's not. No. It really isn't. Not in the grand scheme. Okay. All right. What you got on your list? Okay, you hit a couple of them. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. But I'm going to go with Jax Teller from Sons of Anarchy. Let's hear it. All the characters on Sons of Anarchy, I think he's actually the most heroic. You know, there's Chibs and Moro, Clay, and stuff (laughs) like that. But Jax, being the main character, I think he really serves the role of an anti-hero because he's really conflicted with what he wants to do, not only with the club, but in life. And once he has kids, he doesn't know how he wants to raise them, if he wants them to be a part of this motorcycle club that runs guns, does drugs, has no problem with violence and stuff like that. So he's really struggling with the identity that he has in the club and if he wants his kids to be a part of it. And he's a great father. He loves his kids more than anything. And he loves the guys in his club. Well, some of them that don't betray him more than anything. And I Mm -hmm. think he's really a good example of what an anti-hero is and how he struggles with morality in the gray area, but has no problem with violence and the ends justify the means for him. For sure. He has no problem hurting people that hurt him or hurt those that love 
that he loves. But isn't isn't that what you would do for your children? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to be in a motorcycle gang and you know run guns or anything like that. But I would do the same. Absolutely. I think we should. And I would hope that they would live a better life than me. And I think that's his main motivation is that I don't want my kids to live this life because my father didn't want me to live this life. But aren't we drug dealers in the sense that we have this voracious audience? This, voracious. this audience that they 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 have this physiological need to hear our voices to hear this this podcast sure. on a weekly basis absolutely and and, and we we we've, we've got to give it to them sure uh we've got to we've got to scratch that itch we've got yeah. to <laughs> feed that we've got right. we've got we have to right they just need a taste they're, 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 they need too a much bump. depending on us they need a bump they do yeah they do and then my other one that you talked about was daryl dixon um okay from walking dead and i think he's a Starts off, he's kind of an ass, but by the end of season two and three, not as much as his brother Merle. Yeah, Merle, that guy with his one hand. But by the end of season two and three, he's really Rick's right hand man, and he loves and he will do anything for the people in his group. And like even when Andrea gets separated, he mm-hmm. volunteers to go by himself to go save her and fix and find her. And the people are starting to understand him and like him more. And I think he's becoming more of the hero type, but because of where he started, I think he would be an anti-hero because of the progression that he's gone through. But is he becoming more heroic? Absolutely. I think he's becoming more heroic, but so far in the series, anti-hero and he's, you know, he's a little gray morally and he's not as pretty as you would think he should be. And, but he's very much a hero and a leader in that group. Okay. I like it. What about you? Who do you have on your list? Well, you know, we talk about this concept of having a list. and I, I, I know it's not really a list, but just people that you wanted to mention. And I think I mentioned a lot of the ones that I wanted to mention already. And there's not really anyone on TV that I want to talk about in depth. Really? Um, well, except save for one. Oh, um, who is this one? And so I think really... Yesterday's episode went fairly long. It did, and so we might serve every one a little better if we Shortness. abbreviate. Okay, this uh, this episode. Not, of course, if we are dealing them this, they need their hit. This is just a taste. This is just a taste. Um, for me, this is it's going to be strange because he's not. He is fictional, but yet not fictional all at the same time and i really think this just is who he is okay my tv character is stone cold steve there Austin. we go i <sighs> i like it i i i really as we were thinking through you know who do we want to talk about sure this is it for me. Well, this is not going to be an abbreviated episode if we start talking <laughs> about Stone Cold. But this is it for me because all those other examples are great. Sure. But no one hits the nail on the head better than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Right, and he saved WWE because oh, of for sure. Because of his anti-hero persona. Oh, for sure. I mean, and the reason I said it was strange is because he's not to, to me when I when I see him, 
and hear him talk outside of you know now that his career has wound down and you know injuries yeah. actively wrestles and you know listen to some interviews um he really comes across as a a son of a bitch that doesn't care what you think he doesn't give two shits about anything anything no. or anyone he just cares about what he wants and and now i don't think he would go out of his way to uh uh you know, hurt someone. No. But if you're in his way and you don't move, he will move out you. of his way. He will move you. Absolutely. And so, I see some parallels in in him. Uh, I see a parallels uh, myself uh, in the sense that uh, I rarely give a shit about what <laughs> other people think about me ever. Okay. Um. Now, I may not take it to the extreme that he does, but it was such a great character at a time when it was really needed. It was needed. And you've you've got okay, so in the wrestling world, you've got faces. You've yeah. got you know, these are the good guys, the heroes, right. the the pretty boys, the baby face. That's like really what the Hulk Hogan would be the right. archetype, right. For a and, face until he went to WCW, right, and, and he turned the heel, New World Order, NWO, crap. right. But he was heel. It wasn't really an anti-hero. He no, he was a heel. He was so, evil. So, in the heel, of course, is just what you would suspect it to be, and that's the villain, right? Mm -hmm. So, when Stone Cold came along, he was really one of the first, if not the first, uh, characters that didn't fall squarely into one camp. He wasn't a good guy, and he wasn't necessarily a bad guy in the sense that he didn't align himself with any type of authority. Sure. He wasn't... uh, but he did his own thing. He was his own man. Right. And uh, that's what I loved about that character is that he just did whatever the hell he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it. And he didn't give two fucks what you thought about no. him. And I really believe that that's how Steve Austin operates. And his interaction with Mr. McMahon is some of the best things that have ever happened in the WWE because yeah. yeah. I mean that's the boss that's his actual boss his in real actual, life honest and he didn't give boss. a shit about punching him in the face and giving him a center and then giving how, him the finger how cool would that be if right. you could do that in your real job if you could kick the dude in the stomach and then drop him on your shoulder and, and be like fuck you yeah and and that's what your boss wants you to do because that's good for the business that's right. good television that's he was that's totally okay with it yeah. yeah that's okay with it that you smack me around and make me kiss your ass and right you know, you're gonna pour beer all over me yeah. yeah and just go wild and then get your face right in my face and tell me how much i suck yeah it's awesome no that's a great example uh so and really once i put that down it's like well you know what there's nothing else there really isn't anything else for me um that that that's it and you I like know, it. I I know we don't want to talk about wrestling on the podcast. Sure, we do. Much. I mean, we love wrestling. I mean, we, it, we, people know that we besides love wrestling. a metal podcast. That'll probably be the third one we start. Oh my god! If we do a wrestling <laughs> podcast, 
Um, That'd be three hour episodes. <laughs> but I think that era when he was at his peak transcended a lot of. Uh, uh, it wasn't uh, just wrestling. He was no. worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. And uh, still is. Sure. And, uh, and, and people know people still wear Austin 316 shirts. Yeah. The dude and, hasn't wrestled in a decade. That's right. And it's all about attitude. Mm-hmm. The attitude era. And uh, oh, man, he's just that's it. That's yeah, all my I, list. I know for sure if I met him, I would shit my pants. Like, yeah. just and he's from Texas. He grew up in. Uh, uh, I think he still lives in Victoria. Which I think is, he does. Uh, not that far from here. No. Okay, I've got two then, similar to that. That, and it's different, different stages of my life. And these people affected me. Uh oh. So I'm gonna go number two on my list because I'm a fan of lists. Um, Sawyer from Lost. Is <laughs> what I would view okay. as an anti-hero. Lost was a big deal to me because it was right. I was in college. I just gotten married, and so we couldn't afford cable. And that was right when Lost started. And Sawyer was probably my favorite character on the show because Jack, what a fucking ass. Uh, like, and by season three and four, he was phoning it in. Oh, and you're God, like, you know what? I hate you. Shut your mouth. I wish the polar bear would eat his right. face. Quit whining and just be a man. But Sawyer, you could tell... He was struggling with his inner demons from his childhood about how his father had abandoned him. You just want, you just like that sexy stubble. I know. That's what you like. Josh Holloway. Just, mm-hmm. So scratchy. Yeah, on I know. Skin. I can't handle it. I don't know. Man, if we keep talking Ooh. about it, I'm going to have to take my shirt off. But <laughs> please don't. So don't quit talking. But he, he, he became Unless heroic in the bra. end. Uh, not today. Yeah. It's too late for me to wear one of those. <laughs> he became a real. He was very much an anti-hero because he was always on the side of the good and he wanted what was best for everybody and he really truly cared about everybody. He had nicknames and he tried to have this persona of being a hard ass that didn't care about anybody. But you could tell the more you watched him and the more you saw him that he actually really cared about these people and he wanted the best for them. So he he was the big anti-hero on that show and that's one of my favorite shows ever. So I picked him. Okay, and then my number one, and this is super nerdy. I mean, if we're gonna go, I, I super think, nerdy. I think if they're still with us on day, were, day three, I don't know if they're twenty two minutes in. I don't know if they're ready for this. And of course, after the Stone Cold discussion, they're like, well, that that's that was the that's s- the apex, seminal. Well, here's the apex, the actual apex. There's oh, a li- mine was a false summit. Yes, yeah. Yours <laughs> is the penultimate summit, and mine is the ultimate summit. Okay. <laughs> to use that word correctly, you're welcome for the first time in this podcast. <laughs> okay, there's a little show that came out in the '90s, and it's an animated. It was called Dragon Ball Z, and then oh Jesus, Vegeta. Oh God! From Dragon Ball Z, are we going to do this for real? He's absolutely my number one television you're anti-hero. Not, this, this is no, not, this I'm is, not even ashamed of it. You're not, not even ashamed of it. This is not practical joke, practical joke on Josh time. This no, is, if, if you never watched Dragon Ball Z, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. It's in over passing. nine thousand. Yeah. <laughs> no, Vegeta. Vegeta is absolutely my number one television. Um, anti-hero. He started off as really an ass, and he came to destroy Goku, or Karkarot. Uh, oh my god, there's my nerd coming out. But <laughs> even throughout the series, he realizes, and he even makes total anti-hero comments like, 
being a friend, you know, you do it when it's convenient. When you do it when it serves you. That's when you're friends for these Oh, so he, he didn't hide it. No, absolutely all. not. And he's like, I'll do it when I feel like it. Basically, I'm going to help these people when That's it right. serves my purpose. But if not, I'm going to be an ass. Hmm. But he, towards the end of the series, he even marries Bulma. Oh, my God. My nerd is totally coming out. But uh, I'm going to need another drink. You're going to need more than one drink to deal with this. But Vegeta, he's... And I love Dragon Ball Z. He's one of my. He's absolutely my favorite. It sounds character. like a Spanish vagina. I know it, it does. Vegeta, like. <laughs> vegetable. Come on, let's go with vegetable. Vegeta, vegetable. But, well, I mean, if you, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Right. I can see how it sounds like that. But he, <laughs> he helps out the heroes to fight in the androids and Cell and Boo and all these people who listen androids. to androids. Yeah, Android seventeen and eight. I think he kills Android. He kills seventeen and eighteen. Android seventeen and eighteen in the series in uh, season four or five. People just stop listening. No, people just geeked the fuck out. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So, but he is, and then he fuses together with Goku to be, you know. Gogeta and <laughs> God, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Well, I'm just saying, Vegeta it, he makes the series better and he enhances. He doesn't make this podcast better. He does make this podcast. Wow! Better because if you hashtag Vegeta on this podcast, do you know how many more people we're going to get to listen to it? Uh, well, okay. So if there is a but, One Piece podcast that's got like a million people listening to it sure there must be but i think he totally fits what we're talking about for anti-heroes okay because he gray morally gray starts off as a bad guy and And this is number one on your list absolutely number one on my list i feel like i've missed something well you haven't seen dragon ball see that was more my generation you're a little older than me a little a little bit older than me so you you weren't that's something that i would come home and watch after school i would say seasoned see sure but you didn't watch it after school. Like, I would come home and I'd watch it after school. Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball. And so, Vegeta really... <laughs> things I did after school didn't involve watching cartoons. Okay, my, just tell you. I had a more sheltered childhood than you did, apparently. But <laughs> Vegeta is I've taken more antibiotics than you have, though. <laughs> this is true. Okay, well, you haven't had more alcohol yeah. tonight than I have. <laughs> but... Yeah, absolutely. So Vegeta, Sawyer, are we are, about done? <laughs> yeah, Vegeta and Sawyer, are my number one and two. Okay, and I different genres, different mediums, completely different stages of my life. But I think they both fit the archetype for antihero, and I think they're both. Oh, Jesus, that's a big word. I, I know I use big words when I'm drinking. <laughs> I think they're both excellent examples of an antihero. Fair enough. And if you haven't seen Dragon Ball Z, you've got seven seasons to go back and watch. Uh, not the movie. No, 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 no. Oh, please, that the, that doesn't exist. Well, you could, since you're a big fan of comics, just read it. Just read the comic, and then you don't even have to you watch the manga. Show. Manga, whatever. I was calling it a comic because of I know the difference. I'm well aware of the difference. <laughs> so, all right. So, oh my God, we got one day left in we got anti-hero one weeks. day left. Are we going to make it through it? Uh... God, I don't know. Uh, well, because well, you didn't like my Vegeta, you're going to hate my number one for film then. Am I? Oh, my God, you're going to well, hate I it so much. Well, I guess we'll have to find out tomorrow. Come back tomorrow to see if you hate my number one, too. Hey, this is Josh. Hit me up on Twitter at EnthCast. And I'm JD. You can hit me up on Twitter at EnthCastMetal. You can listen to past episodes on EnthCast.com. And this is still Antihero Week, so go back and listen to the first episode. Tomorrow we're going to talk about movies. And we're going to wrap this topic up. 